Hey everyone, thanks for visiting for WeddingPhotographers.com. I'm Luis Torres. So today I just wanted to go over uh, when you're shooting a wedding, just making sure that you're monitoring your exposure metering and there's a few things that you can do. Oh my god, there's actually a little chipmunk on my lanai. How cute and it's snowing. Um, <laughs> you see, I just share my entire life with absolutely everyone. Um, okay, back to exposure. So the best thing about shooting in digital is the fact that you can actually look at your LCD screen and see what's going on. And personally, I never look at the histogram. To me, the histogram just tells me that uh, there's red, green, and blue. And to me, I just look at the actual image itself. So uh, I actually have my camera set. So when I take a shot, it shows up on my LCD screen. It's actually held there until I decide to change it because there are times where I'll just need to hold uh, an image there just so I can see what the exposure settings are and see where I stand. So just keep in mind that you need to use your LCD screen um, as a basis of whether or not you're actually doing fine. And me, when I shoot, I shoot, I only shoot in, uh, in manual mode. So just keep in mind that the good thing about shooting in manual mode is that if you are in one location and it's pretty static, meaning... Uh, you know, let's just say that you have absolutely perfect uh, shading uh, for, uh, for portraits. Uh, let's just use that as an example. You have to remember that if it's static and everything is the same, then you don't have to do anything other than keep it manual, and, it'll, and it, you're basically locked into that one setting, which is great. Uh, using other settings like program mode, uh, shutter priority, uh, then the problem with that is if it catches anything in the background like you know a window that's perfectly angled so it's shooting more light uh, to your camera the problem with that is that it's going to assume that there's more light than there really is and when that happens you know it, you'll almost always get a, an underexposed shot so just be careful and always monitor exposures I used to I never shot in manual mode when I first started uh, then I actually, you know, just reading and doing my own research uh, and, and how other photographers shoot, they would always shoot in manual mode, and I was just like, you know, all right, let me just walk around my house and just use my camera only in manual mode and play around with my own shutter and f-stops. And believe it or not, it's so dead on, and it's interesting because I've actually had some photographers just shoot me emails, and they're like, hey, you know, you mentioned that you only use uh, your manual se uh, setting on your camera, and I just started doing that, and it's absolutely insane how everything is super consistent. And just remember that in this business, it's all about being consistent. And one of the areas that you need to always monitor and maintain is a, is a consistent exposure. So uh, when I shoot, whenever I go into a different area, I'll take one, two, five shots. To me, it doesn't matter. I just need to make sure that I'm on with my flash, with my, uh, with my shutter, and my f-stops, and... As long as I can nail it, then I know that I'm good to go and I can take a relentless amount of photos without worrying about absolutely anything. So, uh, but just keep in mind too that, you know, if you are in a perfectly shaded area, then that's absolutely perfect. The problem is, is when you're shooting a wedding and you're in direct sunlight. If you can find a shaded area that is the absolute best place that you want to take photos uh, because the lighting is consistent, it's not harsh, uh, and that's what you want to look for. But, unfortunately, we're not always blessed with, 
you know, shade anywhere nearby, especially if you're shooting on a beach. In that case, you need to minimize the amount of light that's hitting your sensor. Now, keep in mind that when you're shooting, the higher you go with your shutter, at some point, it'll almost get to the point where you're trying to minimize the, the actual exposure. At the same time, you're virtually walking away with a black image, and you can obviously see that from your LCD screen. So for me, uh, I have uh, three Canon 7Ds. When I shoot, I, and I know that I'm in, and I'm obviously in direct sunlight, I'll always change the ISO setting to 100, and I'll find something, you know, if, if people are static, then that's cool, I'll, I'll, I'll use, I'll set my, my shutter to 100, uh, 125, you know, in or around that ballpark, and what I'll adjust is actually my f-stop, so there are times where, and the only problem is sometimes I wish I could just blow out the entire back, uh, background, uh, but there are times where I'll raise the f-stop to 11, you know, sometimes even higher, f-16, and that's fine, you know, when, when you can't do much because of the situation that you're in, then that's fine. Sometimes I'll go ahead and sit back and say, okay, well, if I want to blow out the background, then what I need to do is just use my long lens, stand back far enough where I can shoot at, two, at 200 millimeter, which using the 7D is virtually like setting it to 320 millimeters. Uh, but that's how I like shooting, so that's why I don't mind the 7D. Some people think I'm crazy using a crop sensor. It works for me. I don't like standing in front of people uh, with a 70 to 200, so I'm glad and I feel blessed that I like my sensors and I don't mind having a 70 to 200 really act as uh, a 120 to 320 uh, millimeter. So to me, that's fine. You find whatever works for you, and it's just keep in mind that it's always about your style and what you feel works for you, regardless of whether you're shooting Nikon, Canon, uh, or you have, you know, 10 lenses or just one. Just make sure that your work is consistent and that, more importantly, that people like what you're doing. Um, so in shooting, making sure your exposures are dead on, you know, if, if I need to use uh, my f-stop or raise it to f-16, then I'll switch my lenses, I'll use my 70 to 200, I'll back away far enough, and I'll literally just holler at people. But the end result is, I'm still getting that same effect as if I'm shooting at 2.8, uh, when in fact it's just higher, but because of the distance between my subject and the background, uh, then you know it's almost creating that same effect. So uh, what you also want to remember too is in direct sunlight, because it's you know, you always, if you end up with an, ex, an overexposed shot, the problem with that is there isn't much that you can do to fix it after the fact. So you're always better off just slightly underexposing the shot and then just fixing it later, whether you use uh, Photoshop, Lightroom, uh, or Bridge, you know what I mean? There's, there's, or Aperture. There's so many different programs that'll fix that. And sometimes all you really need to do is just raise the exposure a hair and then uh, raise your fill light, and that'll usually uh, end up with an absolutely perfect exposure. So, you know, the things that you definitely want to remember is do not overexpose. If you like that style, and I like that effect, uh, you know, and I know a lot of other photographers do too, uh, if you shoot it, in your camera, overexposed, you're not going to be able to fix it, even if you shoot in RAW. And I shot in RAW for years, and now I only shoot in JPEG, so I'm actually even that much more 
under the gun because I need to make sure that I'm fine with my exposure because my ability to fix it later shooting an already um, compressed format JPEG it just limits my ability to do anything later. Uh, if you shoot raw, then you're a little you're in a little better position, but you never want to overexpose a shot. You know, if you like effects, that's cool. Do your effects after the fact. Make sure the exposure is fine because the last thing you want to do is give an image to a couple and they're like, dude, why is it so overexposed? And you're just like, oh, well, that's how I shoot. That's what you paid for. No, your couples don't shoot, don't pay you to have overexposed shots. They pay you to take a perfectly exposed shot and then they figure out whatever the heck they want to do with the photo later, just like you. So just keep in mind that your style may be completely different than someone else's. Make sure you have a perfectly exposed shot. That's all people, you, you have to remember that your couples aren't photographers. So they look at things completely differently than we do, but if a shot of it is overexposed, you're gonna have someone that's gonna be upset. And all, all I know is if I hired someone to shoot a, you know, my own wedding and you know, a quarter of the photos are overexposed, I'm gonna be really upset because you can't redo and relive your wedding again. So if you have overexposed shots, just keep in mind that you may potentially end up having a, a, a bride that's, that's a little upset. So keep your style, uh, a little separate than what uh, a bride really ends up wanting because all they really want is a perfect photo that they can go ahead, print out, send to their friends and family. Something that's overexposed, they're going to say, well, my photographer overexposed a lot of photos. Last thing you want is your is potentially to have your uh, reputation kind of thrown through the mud a little bit, you know? So, so you definitely want to do that. Always do amazing work and... Um, what else did I want to go over today? There was one other thing that came into mind and disappeared, but whatever. I'm sure I'll, I'll remember it and it'll give me the opportunity to just have another podcast. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. For all you guys that are going to be at WPPI, you know, don't be shy. I'm the least shyest person ever. Uh, so if you see me out in, uh, in Vegas, just feel free to just walk over, give me a big hug, and uh, <laughs> don't, uh, you don't even have to say who you are. Just be like, Lewis! And if I don't know you, then that's cool, because I have a few, a couple hundred people that listen to my podcast now, and I have a bunch of people on Twitter, and, and you know, thousands of people who see me on the B-School. So everyone, thank you again. Check out my podcasts, and I will definitely be in Vegas. Um running around like a lunatic. I'm not really big on workshops, so if you don't see me at a workshop, then uh, just know that it's because I'm not, I've never been really fond of them. I think it's cool, but I just want to go around, party, have fun. I'll definitely be at uh, uh, some of the uh, late night extra, uh, extravaganzas that are going to be uh, running there, and, uh, and I'll definitely be running around. You can't miss me. I'm going to have a Luis Torres uh, t-shirt on, so <laughs> you can't miss me. All right, everyone, thank you again, and if you're going to be at WPPI, say hi, and uh, and, ha and we'll definitely have a, an absolutely amazing time. I'll be there for a few days, so. All right, everyone, thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.